What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only Ace, which, aka, why does he keep stroking his, his taco meat? <laughs> I can't even do it. Oh, <laughs> Social distance and champion, aka the nigga live master, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights, episode one hundred and fifty-six. Well, I want to echo that. I just feel compelled to one hundred and fifty-six. That that just that just felt right. I'm sorry. Um. For those that don't know, uh, Switch Your Sights podcast is a solo video game podcast where your boy just talks about that. Um, yeah, today's date is uh, June 3rd, 2022. Happy um, uh, the boys season three release day or night for those that are in, you know, I don't know those that like to just, 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 just see it right when it drop. I'm a little late, but you know, um, happy post state of play. Woo. 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 <laughs> Why does it change? It changed this. I don't get it. It was actually perfect timing though. I didn't even adjust it. It just wanted it. Woo. Um, happy state of play day, boy. We, we definitely, we, we definitely about to divulge into that. Um, yeah, man. Wow. You know what? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good show today. Not even going, not even going to hold you. Uh, so you know what? You know what? Let's, uh, Stop the dilly dally and, and get right into it. Um, first topic of discussion, of course, of course, uh, PlayStation state of play that dropped earlier today, man, 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 oh man, we got, we got some stuff to talk about. Let me get, let me get the recap. Um, stuff cuz uh I ain't trying to miss nothing I'm not trying to miss anything so man uh right off the bat uh state of play started off Resident Evil remake 
uh, we were, it was, it was heavily rumored. Uh, some screenshots got slipped up here and there. And what do you know? We finally got the confirmation we've been looking for. Resident Evil 4 remake is real. Do we want it? Well, let me rephrase that. Do we need it? No. Do we want it? Yes. Yes. Uh, should it have been Co Veronica remake? Absolutely. But let's just let's just deal with the cards we've been dealt in this scenario. So, uh, actually, while it's going on, let me let me uh, it's uh, I'm pretty surprised. So yeah, they start off with the um. Uh, release date preemptively, I guess for those that are more savvy, quick to it, that it is technically the quote unquote resident evil font, which I'm not, I always forget what that font is exactly. But you know, if you, if you line it up against something else, something else, I'd be able to figure it out. But, uh, at first I thought it might've been last of us, maybe last of us remake. I don't did not for sure think it would be, uh, you know, the the next sequel to the last one or anything like that. But then of course with the music resident evil and then they, they put the four it's like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Um, so yeah, try to truncate pretty much all the stuff that we saw, but ah, man, um, I guess it's, I'm pretty sure it starts off with Ashley, Ashley Graham showing her running. So I'm guessing they're probably going to splice that up a bit. It, it at least is for sure. Well, I guess it wouldn't, that would be a huge major point to detract from resident evil for, uh, by doing that, ripping her out completely. Yeah, man. I, wow. Man. Yeah. You got Lewis show a little bit of Lewis with his, uh, with the red nine. You got, uh, they showed the village like, uh, man, it looks very different. And, uh, it looks very, you know, villagey, which I know they said like a lot of the assets from, uh, RE village were being used in this game as well, but, uh, it kind of works at least, you know, just seeing it, uh, look at, you see the game in engine, you see Chris moving. There's a lot more detail to the environment. Uh, it does look, they, they pretty much re rehashing the, uh, initial, uh, moment with, uh, the first, uh, Oh, that's not a zombie. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even, uh, he got, not he got a, uh, Ganado, the first Ganado. Oh, that's not a zombie. Um, man. Ah, ah, just, just fire Lewis looking, looking different. You know, we don't see his face yet. Um, Man, they show the castle uh, portion a little bit. The uh, the um, what are they? I think well, the church Ganados. They definitely look more like realistic. <laughs> uh, I I'd say um, they they look more vile. They look more like senile in a lot of ways. Uh, they got got a quick shot of Ada Wong. I didn't even pick up on the. Uh, they, they showed us a lot in this trailer. If you, if you like pause frame, freeze frame, uh, Ada Wong, she's got a new outfit. I guess that dress wasn't, wasn't cutting it, but Hey, the ballistics, <laughs> the ballistics are still intact. The ballistics are still intact. Have no fear. 
Uh, they showed, I, I didn't even catch this during the initial showing. This is my second time actually watching it. Uh, they show, show the boat of the Del Lago fight. Um, that's going to be interesting. Ah, at least it's good to get some graphs. They show, uh, the big cheese. Yeah, that's definitely the big cheese. Uh, I'm curious. They, he looks in terms of his gait, his, uh, his stature, it looks very similar to Mr. X. It looks very similar to Mr. X from RE2. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. I would not be surprised if they like re if they include him more into the, the gameplay rather than, you know, compared to the original RE4 where he is maybe more of a, a nemesis, uh, more than actual nemesis is in, in the remake of RE3, but I digress. Um, yeah, I could see it. He like maybe during the village portion, he's, uh, maybe temporarily or kind of has the same AI as Mr. X where he's kind of like on his own thing. But if he hears some people nearby or something, he, uh, will, uh, you get your ass. I could see it. I'm, I'm, it feels a lot like it. He doesn't look as big as he uh as as he does of course in, in the original, but I'm curious if that is hmm. I'm curious if that is uh maybe just a scaling thing or you know, they haven't fully fleshed that out yet. Wow. Oh, they showed a clip of uh, Leon getting infected by the progenitor virus. Wow, there's a lot of detail in this trailer. That, uh, yeah, if you analyze it, that is, it's a lot of treats. Wow. Yeah. They show, uh, Salazar, a little bit of Salazar. He looks very, very, again, pretty close, faithful to his, uh, original counterpart. Huh? Wow. A little bit of the initial uh, drive into uh, what is this? What is this place called? Well, I guess I don't think it's technically a name. Something Village. Damn it! Let me look it up. What is it called? Not El Pueblo. Is it? I guess technically maybe it is. Yeah, El Pueblo. Um, showed a pic of uh, Ashley Graham. I think they showed a little uh, clip of like a frame of her. Like I'm assuming they're reinventing the uh, her her parts segments of the compared to the previous game as well. So, man, Leon walking to the village for the first time, March 24th, 2023. Um, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm just, there's a lot of details I'm picking up just now. Leon's brown sheepskin leather bomber jacket appears with permission from Scott NYC. So I guess that must be a renowned jacket that they put in the game. Um, it, it definitely seems more faithful to the alpha build, uh, 
of the game, or I guess I want to say, I think maybe they called it Resident Evil 3.5. Um, at least amongst the fans, uh, that build, whereas, um, the creepy, creepy version before we got the Resident Evil 4, we know and love today. But I really dig that little detail of the coat, the, the coat being more faithful to that. But I'm guessing maybe now in retrospect, it might be due to, uh, licensing or whatever for the official coat, but I, I'd love it. I love it. Keep the coat. If <laughs> it better be, if there is not an option to keep on the coat throughout the whole game, after you do a new game plus, what are we doing? Capcom? <laughs> That's the one complaint I have. <laughs> uh, it would be a 10, but uh, I can't keep the coat on throughout the whole playthrough after on, on uh, new game plus. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> if I can't keep the coat on, then what are we, what, what is the purpose? Um, so yeah, they, they just, just hit the ground running with resident evil four, uh, Spider-Man remastered coming to PC. So again, with uh PlayStation's initiative to, um, port more of their, uh, console exclusives to PC is in full effect as we've seen here. Uh, seeing the cut cut scenes in what I believe look like 60 FPS. So I think, uh, I think the console versions, at least, uh, definitely the, uh, maybe not. I'm pretty sure the console versions were locked to 30 cutscenes, cutscenes specifically. So at least, you know, you can tinker to your heart's content. <laughs> I know people about to get crazy with the mods. Um, Horizon Forbidden West uh, update where I think they announced the ultra <laughs> ultra booty hard mode. No, ultra hard mode. Um, transmogging, I believe. Uh, for those that don't know, transmog is basically one of the best additions to gaming and should be implemented more, but um, essentially lets you keep the aesthetics of a particular armor while having the attributes of a uh, of, um, a different armor that you can attach to, to, uh, to the, the different armor. So essentially you get the best of both worlds. You can look good and feel good and just have that synergy all together, you know, um, improve graphics, visuals, uh, oh, new game plus trophies, of course. So pretty decent. <laughs> at least perfect for me, uh, having yet to play. They also, uh, showed a, uh, I think they gave us a, a little taste of it previously, but at least during this state of play, they showed us a full blown trailer of the PSVR two game horizon call of Mount call of the mountain for PSVR two. So essentially at least what it definitely feels like is, uh, horizon forbidden, uh, forbidden West, or Dawn, uh, in PSVR vision. And, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I know quickly back going back to RE4, they did announce VR as well. Um, I wonder how that's gonna, I would assume I, my guess is it, it's literally going to be almost, um, not necessarily identical, obviously, but pretty close to just RE4 VR basically just be able to play it in VR. I feel like they're being coy about it for no, for maybe cause they're not fully sure yet, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. 
uh, that would make a lot of sense. Just being able to play through the game all over again in VR. And obviously they have the template to some extent for RE4 VR on the Oculus Quest 2. So I'm down for that. Definitely down for that. Um, yeah. So Horizon Call of Mountain for PSVR 2. Uh, forgot uh, after RE4. Shortly after that, they did announce that uh, Resident Evil Village will also be coming to PSVR 2, which I think we all saw it coming. Um, <laughs> uh, I need to get my mind out together. I mean, you know, Lady D, whatever. But yeah, this is going to take the whole Lady D, uh, you know, fervor to a whole new level. Um, I'm just saying if, uh, you know, I mean... If I'm in the VR and, you know, Lady D is like, you know, emasculating me and, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying is what, what, what's some of that, uh, what's some of that extra DLC exclusive to PSVR two going to look like that, uh, you know, may not be E for everyone. If you, uh, if you get what I'm saying, let me stop. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty apparent. So. So PSVR two is going to sell like crazy now, of course, obviously, no, um, we got a Callisto protocol. So this is basically from the developers of dead space, which is, is kind of crazy now in retrospect, at least now that we know the release date of this game. Um, these were made by the former developers of dead space. Uh, they basically made a new studio and uh, are pretty much making what feels like a very close spiritual successor to some extent to Dead Space because it definitely has a lot of similarities, vibes, feel uh, to Dead Space. Um, Maybe a little bit more on the cybernetic side, but it definitely has that horror vibe. You got the health, visible health on the back of the character. You got the, just the outrageous violence, the, just the, the, just visceral violence, uh, kind of the sci-fi horror elements as well. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely digging this more than, uh, looking forward to this more than dead space remake, which I think they're coming fairly close. So I think Callisto protocol is coming. They announced it December 2nd of this year. And I think, um, the Dead Space, Re- Dead Space remake is coming later next year. I want to say February. Let me let me confirm that. What was it? Uh, yeah, December second, Callisto Protocol, January twenty seventh, Dead Space. That's yeah, that's you definitely want to get out the way, get out the way of Callisto Protocol. That is, that is for sure. So, uh, then we got roller dome, which was, <laughs> it feels like if you mixed my, fr- uh, my friend Pedro with, uh, roller skates, you would get roller dome. So basically you got, you on you on some roller skates, the four wheelers, and you just, you just doing tricks. You, you skating on walls while you got dually, dually handguns, machine guns shooting at people. Um, I'm, I'm totally down for it. This is, this is the, this is the peanut butter and chocolate. I didn't know I needed until now. So, uh, sign me up, sign me all the way up. 
uh, Eater Nights. This is some, oh, it's a, it's a dating sim. And I didn't even know that at least from the trailer, it looked like an action game, but apparently it's an action game and dating sim. Uh, that's coming out next year for PS4 and PS5. Looked pretty interesting, actually. I like some of the action elements. Hey, now there's dating in it. You know, I mean, hey. Um, No Man's Sky coming to PSVR. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 coming to PSVR. Uh, Street Fighter 6. They uh showed we finally got like a pretty in-depth trailer for Street Fighter 6. Uh, out of nowhere, they, uh, I, which I didn't see coming that they seem to have a fully blown single player focused adventure mode, kind of similar to a uh, mortal Kombat deceptions, uh, conquest mode where you have said generic character explore the universe of, of, uh, at least in this case, street fighter and, you know, try to fight street. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it definitely hinted at, uh, you, uh, they showed, uh, what definitely looked like a created custom character. You just, you just know when a character looks just custom. Cause you you could just tell if you played enough games, you can already tell. So it, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty much a given that this is going to be your customized character. Maybe get a generic name that nobody will actually, uh, say, or they'll call you. So, Hey, Hey man, Hey, Hey, you, why, Hey, you, why don't we fight bison and, and get and, and learn the ways of the Satsui no Hado or something, you know? Um, Hey, it's possible. It's possible. But he was Hadouken in, um, Oh, sh- excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> sure. You can in, uh, uh, a drum barrel. And I think he, you know, you could pick up a coin. Is it called <laughs> Street Fighter Book? Or something? I don't. I'm, 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 they didn't. None of this is confirmed. I'm just. I'm just shooting. Shit, but, um, what else? Yeah. So they show your character exploring this city, which it seems to be very much implied that this is, um, uh, Mad Mad. What is it? Why is it not coming to me? the city that final fight is based in. I swear I know it, but it just comes a blank. Metro city. Oh my God. Oh man. Maybe I'm getting dementia. I don't know. Uh, Metro city. It seems like where pretty much this is being based and you could definitely get a lot of implications that they're definitely putting the feelers out to try to get people warmed up to, uh, get final fight, get back, get back to final fight again. So I think, uh, they, they, I feel like they're going harder than ever to associate street fighter with final fight, which is canonically the case is as it always been. But, um, they, I feel like they're going 10 times hard to, uh, fully intertwine these universes, which at least to, I would assume down the road to, eventually get a, a dedicated final fight game, uh, you know, out there, which would be pretty dope, but I'm digging this single player mode. It seems to give, uh, maybe some, uh, very, very light Yakuza vibes exploring a city. I believe you can like, just go up to some random people and pick fights with them. And it seemed fairly seamless. So it definitely at least implies that it's like a lot of automity or, uh, 
a loop, a pretty decent loop within there or something. So color me interested very much. Yes. Uh, the gameplay looked pretty good. I saw, I saw parries to some extent. I saw, um, what else, you know, the flashy, uh, ultimates arts, critical arts, whatever you call it. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I think they, they, oh yeah, they, um, I think this was off the trailer, but a lot of, uh, stuff that came after the trailer, but there's like, apparently like, a a sports game, like, um, commentary system where, you know, uh, there's like legitimate, like, you know, established commentators from like the esports side, uh, scene of a uh, street fighter that are in this game that will be, you know, announcing as you're fighting the characters or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be an optional, uh, optional feature if you want. Um, which I think it has potential to be pretty dope. Probably have yeah, some DLC packs. Um, I definitely would uh like to see uh yipes that he he'd be pretty dope. We gotta get tasty Steve in there. That'd be pretty dope as hell too. Um I'd I'd be down. Um I I guess my my only concern is like they they made it seem like, oh no, it's it's gonna be dynamic or live or whatever, but I'm like, I don't think I doubt like these announcers are going to work in shifts and announce every, you know, every person's game or something like that. So is I pretty much, it, it seems like it's going to be very, at least my frame of reference is that it's going to be very similar to a sports game, uh, sports games where, you know, they have an announcer system where they have these canned responses and they try to randomize it to make it feel, you know, like, or, you know, the real games or whatever. So I pretty much see that's going to probably be the case here, which is pretty dope um, and makes a lot of sense, I think, too, uh, considering how how uh, established fighting games are getting into the esports scene. So I think that has the potential to be pretty interesting for sure. And then, you know, uh, making the hype and the pressure even even greater, uh, you know, uh, heightening the morale a bit like. Oh man, did you see that? Oh, he can't keep getting whiff punished like that. You know, stuff like that. I think that that definitely has the potential to be pretty dope. Get some like guest uh, announcers in here that are, like maybe more famous or I don't even know. Maybe <laughs> get Snoop Dogg in here. I know <laughs> Snoop Dogg would totally do it. Oh, for shiggity. Oh, you see that a doken? Oh, for shizzle. Something like that. He can make it work. Just, just talk to some fighting game players. Tell them what you need to do. Ah, oh, the the potential is there. They get some established fighting game players. Tell them what to say. Ah, uh, it could work. It could work. Uh, Tunic uh, announced to coming to PlayStation. Even though it is, uh, you ain't hear from me, but it is uh, available on Game Pass right now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, season letter of future, uh, indie game, uh, stray, uh, they announced this is actually going to be one of the first PS plus extra, I think is the tier where this is going to be a free quote unquote free game for the PS plus extra, uh, tier. And then they, they, they just, they had to, they had to put that just the other piece of bread to this juicy 
state of play sandwich uh, with, of course, finally, uh, a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16, the game that has been in like on just perpetual hiatus, it feels like since uh, it was, it couldn't have been 2019. Might have been 2019 since we saw the the previous trailer, maybe, uh, maybe 2020, either or. Uh, we finally got a more in-depth trailer showing uh like uh, a lot of the summons, which apparently is gonna be like a big part of this game. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got the medieval stuff. They was they showed a scene where there was he, the the main character was naked with somebody. So hey their sex as well as it's basically it's basically game of thrones just this game of thrones without the title and you know what i'm i'm not mad at it oh uh, i mean i guess <laughs> without the without the incest which we i think we could all not want or need anyway so <laughs> final fantasy 16 is game of thrones without the incest <laughs> <laughs> game with girls without the end. I hate it. Uh, I hate it. Um, so yeah, pretty much have to say overall, pretty damn good, uh, state of play Capcom putting a, putting a PlayStation on his back. You hear me putting PlayStation on his back strained. Um, but outside of that, of course, a lot of just as solid, uh, games, of course, Callisto protocol. That's definitely looking very much forward to that. Um, it's a lot to love, man. It's a lot to love. Street fighter has a lot of potential. Uh, some of the new characters they show Jamie he looks kind of interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of potential, a lot of potential. Very strong showing for a uh, state of play for sure. It's crazy. Now it's like we don't what it's been like, who knows how many years in now that we we've literally like not no longer did full blown presentations. Well, I guess we'll with a Xbox event coming up, uh, they'll probably do like a, you know, traditional, you know, hey, back to you, Jeff. Or something like I don't, you know. I'm kind of I kind of miss it to be honest. I kind of miss it, but hey, we we still getting those announcements though. That's the, I think that's the that's the more important part. So cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, um, the game that we are all heavily anticipating, waiting for, uh, apparently, uh, supposedly maybe, uh, got its release date, uh, leaked, uh, according to the PlayStation database, uh, according to the database, uh, the date is specifically, uh, June 16th, which seems to be a very ample grounds for a shadow drop, but, uh, (laughs) looks like that was ruined by whoever. Well, apparently PlayStation database. 
Um, but I guess we'll see, uh, at least deeper in a summer games fest, which, uh, technically kicks off next Thursday, I believe the ninth. Yeah. Next Thursday. So I guess we will see what, uh, what comes of it. But I mean, that seems likely, I guess I'm surprised. Uh, I would, I, at least I'd assume that, and then the Kawabunga collection for, which is the compilation of all the old Ninja Turtle games would have came out first and then Shredder Shredder's Revenge would have came out after that. But Hey, either way, I'm a, I'm a, I'm taking it either way is Kawabunga over here. Kawabunga, Kawabunga shell shock. I don't know the relevance, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, I think that seems very likely. Uh, I think what Shreesha rage Four remake dropped in April ish. So, and it seems like it's the game is pretty much ready. I think maybe they're just waiting for the time to pop it out. So I, I would like that very much, very, very much. Give it to me now. Uh, moving on. <sighs> Call of Duty. Um, very interesting uh, news. Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, is actually getting released on Steam. Um, obviously, along alongside of the other counterparts. So this is interesting. I think this implies a lot of things. I, I, I feel at least specifically that I think off the bat, I think this indicates the potential that, um, the, uh, .net, blizzard.net. I forgot. I forgot. They keep, I can never remember battle.net maybe changing or maybe going the on its way. Um, I would assume after shortly after uh, Xbox, the, the Xbox acquisition is done that, um, maybe they're gonna rid themselves of, uh, battle.net potentially, or it could be a scenario like, uh, Ubisoft connect. I think that's the current name for now where, uh, you can technically buy this, buy the game on steam and, but when you buy the game, it's essentially resorts to the battle.net launcher anyway. So it pretty much defeats the purpose of getting the steam version to some extent, other than, I guess, you know, showing your steam friends that you're playing it. But, um, yeah, I would assume it's probably just mainly to get more visibility to the game than otherwise. Cause when you think about it, you know, you have battle.net, which of course people who want to play the game are going to go that way anyway. But for the people who are kind of on the fence, maybe <laughs> steam purists, like if it ain't on steam, I don't want it, which I wholeheartedly understand, um, that, you know, they'll see, Oh, modern warfare two. Oh, Oh, they remade it. They rebooted it. Hey, all right, let me try it. And then, you know, just straight up, you know, discover it that way, which I think is very much practical, you know, outside of enthusiasts like myself that are like, and then know for everything video game related. So it's a uh, definitely a smart idea. I mean, obviously a lot of companies have been doing it. Ubisoft, uh, EA doing it now. Um, <laughs> Bethesda, which is now merging with Microsoft as well. 
they're, you know, getting rid of their, uh, their launcher and let you, uh, trans transfer all your games to steam as well. Um, so Gaben, Gaben be Gaben, Lord Gaben, keep on Gaben. <laughs> um, I, I respect it. I appreciate it. I guess that's, that's the biggest question though. Is it gonna, I guess it's inevitable really. It's, I think it's pretty much apparent for now, but I think for future releases down the line that it would, uh, it will, um, maybe not require the launcher be, you know, uh, a different version for steam that doesn't require you to, you know, have the steam launcher or I mean a battle.net launcher. If that still exists, uh, after the Xbox acquisition. So cool. And, uh, with that said, that concludes the news for this week. Um, fun thing I always try to do, at least if I can remember it. Uh, of course we, we in prime prime, uh, video game gamers quiz <laughs> video game was Christmas. That was unintended, but I went with it. Video game was Christmas. So, uh, it's only, it's only right to, to make some bold predictions that probably will never happen, but it's just fun just to speculate in of itself. So without further ado, I give you my, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound dumb. 2022 E3 summer games fest predictions. So, um, what we got, uh, mind you, I made this list before, uh, the state of play. You could believe me or not, but I'm just telling you, I made this list even before that, but with the state of play in mind, I was trying not to be too state of play focused. So just keep that in mind. Um, my bad. That's the wrong sound bite. Prediction number one. Um, Resident Evil Outbreak remake. Uh, we did not see that at uh, the state of play today. Um, but there's still hope. There's still hope. I'm not. I'm not letting it go. All right. We. <sighs> you know what's kind of what kind of hurts a bit too, is that we're more probably more likely to get uh, RE verse than <laughs> freaking RE verse then re outbreak remake and that 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 just don't sit right with me you know i don't i don't like that i don't i don't like that at all what is our world right now if, if freaking re verse of all games is more likely to to release than resident evil outbreak i don't know if i want to be in that world but that's a whole nother discussion <clears throat> my prediction still stands Anything is possible. All right. Uh, Prediction number two. Silent Hill will be announced. Again, this is heavily implied that it's uh, involved with PlayStation. But considering the history of Summer Games Fest and Jeff Keighley and stuff, I think the likelihood of them being um, integrated is very like likely. Um, I think we, they might've, 
save some nuggets for uh, Jeff Keeley's uh, Summer Games Fest. I think that is very, very possible considering the zeitgeist that has been built, consider this whole just his, his storied past of Silent Hill uh, eventually being rebooted and then not getting rebooted, getting canceled, and then hopefully maybe coming back again. I, I still believe and I still stand in my belief that this, this thing is, is real. <laughs> Prediction number three. Final Fantasy Remake Part 2 will be announced. I'm a little weary because uh, technically that opportunity was probably primed to happen at uh, the state of play, but I think there's still possibility that it can still happen again as a little nugget save for Summer Games Fest uh, next week. And I believe uh, Nomura, the producer of uh, FF7 Remake, um, could uh, said that he was actually going somewhat semi-confirming that there will be an announcement. Um, I think sometime this week or roughly within the Summer Games Fest window. So I think technically that's still possible, even though, you know, we got 16 but apparently they're, they're going to do both supposedly prediction number four dino crisis. Um, I want it. A lot of people want it. Um, freaking Jurassic park. Uh, what is it called? Dominion that's coming out. I mean, it, it not a, there isn't a better time to capitalize on unofficial, um, media, media. Um, I don't even know what you call it. Unofficial, uh, media trend capitalization. I think other than to announce dino crisis motherfucker, y'all got, uh, y'all got, uh, freaking Jurassic park bitch. <laughs> we got dino crisis. <laughs> you got, you got fucking Jurassic park bitch. We got Dino Crisis. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally a, uh, it's literally a Capcom rep in a suit. <laughs> it's similar to that dude that announced uh, the PS PlayStation like cut that was like way more cheaper than uh, the, uh, um, oh, was it PlayStation versus the, ah, what was it? Ah, damn it. Basically it was announcer, like, uh, some guy for, I think it was PlayStation undercutting, uh, some other company like saying, uh, $300 and then just left. I was like, Oh man, I think it was PlayStation versus the Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn had like a crazy price and like the PlayStation was like only $200, I think compared to Saturn's $600 at the time, you know, obviously price inflation, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you just get, just get a dude in a suit that just got Capcom just, just all over his shirt. And then, you know, <laughs> he said, <laughs> so fucking ignorant. <laughs> y'all, y'all motherfuckers fucking, uh, damn. <sighs> 
freaking uh, Jurassic Park Dominion, whatever it's called. Bitch. <laughs> we got Dino Crisis. And then, then he just walks. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that needs to be a thing. I'm just saying. Uh, um, Prediction number five. RE8 VR edition for PS PSVR 2 uh, and Village DLC. So technically got half of this right. Um, I know I, these psychic powers are crazy. But I mean, it was, I think it was pretty apparent. It's pretty obvious that, you know, considering it's literally first person, just like seven, seven released exclusively for uh PSVR. Um, it was only right to have, you know, P uh, RE eight being able to, you know, uh, fondles, uh, uh, fondle miss, miss these boobies. I'm just, I mean, clearly that's Capcom Capcom know what they doing too. Cause they, they were doing all the, of course, the likely idealistic, uh, desired VR scenarios where you can only fantasize about, man, what would I want to do if I'm in VR? Can I, <laughs> can I, can I touch Lady D's boobies? Can I touch them? I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm just saying what, what, what the internet is saying. Okay. So take that with what you will. All right. So that's, Hey, it's a given. It's a given. All right. I think it's, I'm just stating the facts. All right. Okay. Just don't, don't shoot them. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. All right. Um, okay. Um, prediction number six, golden eye, double Oh seven golden eye announced for N 64 online. Um, a lot of reasons for this, uh, Activision, um, the act Activision, which I believe, uh, owns currently owns the game licensing for golden eye or 007, which golden eyes under is getting bought by Xbox or that is going to happen in, or be fully, uh, go fully through in 2023. So on top of that, uh, Microsoft owns rare, uh, who, uh, previously made, uh, were the developers that made GoldenEye. So at least from a licensing standpoint, which I believe was the biggest issue previously. Um, I think that, uh, totally can happen now, especially considering how goody, goody, buddy, buddy that, um, Nintendo and Xbox are, lending some of their rights and stuff, at least specifically the banjo Kazooie DLC, which technically is owned by Xbox for smash. Also giving Steve, uh, from Minecraft, uh, for smash. Um, and then we heard the rumor about, uh, what was it? The rumor of, uh, or no, it was some build for the Xbox 360 version of, uh, the 007 remake, which I guess they were, uh, working on at some extent, but you know, for whatever, whatever reason didn't get it finished. And I think maybe eventually came to be the perfect dark, excuse me, remastered, uh, thing that, uh, came out. But, um, 
that resurfaced. And I think there was like a list in saying that that was going to release or at least it was implied that it was eventually going to release or something like that. So, um, considering that you could give the original N64 version to Nintendo, but also for Xbox, Microsoft, they can get, uh, the similar remastered version like perfect dark and, you know, technically get the best of both worlds and everybody's happy. Everybody loves each other a little bit more. Um, you can shoot, pick odd job all you want and be cheap, you know? So yeah, I think that is a pretty solidified prediction. If I do say so myself, uh, if it happens, um, you heard it here first. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. Prediction number seven. Bayonetta is releasing November of this year. Uh, is I think is heavily uh, implied that Bayonetta is going to, I think they confirmed it's going to be released this year. And I think Bayonetta is definitely a perfect November game to release. We really still don't know what's coming this hot, this fall season, maybe outside of, I think was pretty much, I think uh, an unconfirmed given God of War Ragnarok, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2, Callisto Protocol, that's all I could think of at the top of my head, at least that at least that we know is coming this year and not much for Nintendo specifically, at least that I believe is confirmed. So I feel like Bayonetta three, uh, is definitely a, a solid, uh, pick to, uh, put in that November slot to represent Nintendo and platinum for this year. And that's why I think it is coming November. Perfect timing. Prediction number eight. Uh, Nintendo Switch Pro finally announced. Um, the rumors have been circulating uh, back, back and forth, which I mean, I guess you could interpret which either way. But I think Nintendo Switch Pro will be announced. But I think what makes it a little bit more likely is that I think it's not going to be what we all think it's going to be. I really still am going to stick on my horse, uh, in the belief that it's literally just going to be a dock that powers up the switch, uh, specifically catered towards, uh, home users of the switch that pretty much don't use the portable version, but you still have the flexibility. And of course still, um, uh, doesn't, alienate all of the existing switch consoles. It adds to the experience of the Nintendo switch and still gives you the flexibility of using the switch. But of course, and probably where you need it most, um, using it in dock mode is boosted up even higher, probably using some type of synergy with like maybe a dedicated graphics card in the dock that somehow is able to work after maybe some firmware updates to have even better compatibility with the, uh, switch and dock mode, giving you even more performance. Dare I say even more to maybe compete with a PS4, even though PlayStation is still behind. It could be maybe even more powerful than that. Who knows? But that is my prediction. I still stick with it. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I guess we'll see. 
Um, Prediction number eight. Final Fantasy 16 gameplay. <laughs> Wish we got um, somebody to pay me for. No, this is. I think it's pretty much a given. Like it was in dormant for so long. I think they maybe said that they were gonna announce or show the game, whatever. So I don't know. Why I bleeped. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I bleep when I when I should. I I don't bleep when I should, but <laughs> I bleep when I don't need to. Of course. Um, prediction number nine. I'm losing count. Um, Exorcist Exo Crisis is gonna be revealed to be uh the Dino Crisis remake. <laughs> I totally just realized that I have two Dino Crisis related uh predictions, but you know what? It, I st- it's still it it's valid. It still stands, and I believe in it. So that's what it should be. As long as you believe in it, then it, that's what it should be. That's nobody said that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's possible. I believe. Prediction number 10, uh, got oh, gears of war collection will be announced with a teaser for gear six. I think uh, Gear Six is probably gonna need some more time in the oven. I think to hold all of us Gears fans over, uh, we'll get a Gears of War collection. Probably have revamped, uh, upgraded graphics. So like Gears One, Two, and Three probably have uh, Gears Five graphics and ability to hopefully more smoothly, um, more smoothly than a Master Chief Collection, be able to play. Um, various games and maps from the various games, uh, previous games, uh, in a very streamlined fashion. Um, that is just magnifique in, and on top of, uh, you know, all the campaign stuff have like, uh, the cool playlist feature that they have with master chief collection where you can literally play like dedicated segments and allocated segments like uh driving only segments or, a boss fight segments and stuff. That'd be pretty dope. Get everybody, um, uh, refreshed on gears, uh, the whole gear series before gear six comes out, probably the following year or something like that. I think it's going to happen. I believe it. I believe it. Prediction number 11. The last of us factions two, I guess with a PS five version, legit one, not the added DLC or pack for the backwards compatible version of last of us two, along with last of us remake. Again, odds uh, have kind of been dimmered because of the state of play, which I think it would have been shown. But then again, we didn't even get uh God of war Ragnarok shown yet. So I think it's definitely very possible that again, PlayStation provided Keely with them Skittles of, of juicy, uh, announcements, not to mention like uh bloodborne, you know, remake or uh PC port as well. So I think a lot of that is still in the, in the pot ready to be served for us later on within summer games fest. I believe it. I believe it. Prediction number 
RE4 remake announced. I'm, I just got this foresight that is just like, is the prediction is just, I, I, I could see the future clearly. <laughs> this actually was a shot in the dark. I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure on this, but apparently it was true. So of course we did get RE4 remake off the bat, just hitting the ground running. Uh, it was great. It was great. We don't need it. Let me, I have to keep instilling this. We don't need RE4 remake, but God damn it. I sure as hell will take it. Don't, don't give it, don't get, don't get it twisted. I don't want it, but I sure as hell. No, I don't need it, but I sure as hell want it. Don't, don't get it twisted. Um, yeah. So that concludes all of my summer E3 game fest predictions, 2022. Here's hoping a lot of these come true. If, if they do, I mean, clearly I'm the next, <laughs> clearly I'm the next Messiah. That's, that's apparent, right? No, I think it's just really just being hip on stuff and knowing the odds and whatever, but still Messiah possibility is, is within there somewhere. Maybe probably not, but you know, I digress. <laughs> so, um, damn, that was a lot. With all that being said, that concludes the announcements. Get into what, uh, what I've been playing. Death verse, let it die. Um, there was a play test that, uh, I think dropped a week ago, but I think it didn't go live until this past weekend. I think it's another one coming up this, this upcoming weekend where, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what this game was a hundred percent seeing it. I knew it was obviously a continuation of let it die, but in what extent I wasn't sure, but Essentially it's a uh, let it die, but in a, if you mix, let it die with a battle Royale game, you would get death versus let it die pretty much. So basically the game is like, there's like, um, it starts with 16 players that are real players, uh, you know, matchmake, and then you all are randomly placed in, um, it's like, I want to say like five quadrants of a map, but the maps, the sectors are pretty big. So overall it's a pretty big map, but so essentially like battle Royale to an extent, but you know, obviously a more contained, um, version, uh, that's more, you know, accommodating to this type of game. So yeah, it's pretty much that basically. And you know, whoever is the last person alive wins. So pretty much based off that premise, at least finding that out was a little bit turned off, but I, you know, played it for like maybe a good four, four showers. I want to say, but, um, eh, it's okay. At least from what I played, I guess my biggest issues is that, yeah, my biggest gripe is that there isn't a lock on, which for this type of game, I think it was very infuriating for me because navigating around or maneuvering around from attacks and stuff, was pretty annoying, especially when you have multiple people when you're fighting against. So you like, you know, you're having like standard slayer free for all match, you know, where anybody can interrupt you and start fighting. And then 
that throws me off even more because I want to try to fight the one person, but I can't because I can't lock on. So uh, now I'm kind of screwed. And then like blocking is very directional, directional based. So even if you block, you're kind of screwed because they can hit you from behind because you can't lock on to the person that tell the game, Hey, I want to fight this person specifically and, you know, not <laughs> freaking die, which pretty much happened. Um, have not, did not get a, I guess what you would consider this in this game type, of course, a chicken dinner yet. I've got like definitely a, a fair amount of second, uh, second and third place wins or wins quote unquote, but yeah. Um, they do of course add some spice to, to the game. They like add this dedicated Uber hard, like robot or uh, AI in the game that will, <laughs> at least to my understanding, at least how the game, uh, plots it, they will fuck your life up. They will fuck your life up. All right. Um, you don't want to mess with them. If they in that area, you might want to, you might want to get out. You might want to get out that area unless you, you got a death wish. Unless you got a death wish, unless you feeling brave. I didn't want to find out. <laughs> so I think they, at least from what I witnessed, they either leave after they kill somebody, at least one person, or after a certain time, a certain amount of time, they'll leave. Like uh, the announcers will call it back, which was uh, another interesting aspect. You got two announcers, you got this big dude reminds me for some reason a lot of this one do uh, a lot of this one guy from uh this old ps2 ps1 game called rogue trip if you look it up you'll see what i mean basically some big big uh big um uh tourist dude and he looks just like him like essentially he was like in that game or something but probably just weird correlation anyway um so yeah you got him and then you got what I believe is still the character Lily Bergamo, who I think was the character who was the main character of this game that uh, was previously before um, the studio Gungho came to let it die. I think the game was originally Lily Bergamo, which I think was probably going to be like some standard, you know, uh, action adventures uh, slash slasher type single player game but I think then transpired into uh, eventually let it die, which I guess she eventually came back on the uh, cutting board to be in this game as one of the announcers. And it's kind of, I guess, random. Sometimes you'll get her, sometimes you get the guy and they basically comment on the game as it pro pro progresses and stuff. Oh man, look at, look at the, the, the head go away from that. You know, the kind of sarcastically like this is normal, type thing. We're killing each other. We're, we're fighting each other to the death type vibes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you got the progression, you know, the more you play, the more you can upgrade your weapons. I think they do more damage and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that combat just was not hitting it for me. It's a, literally, uh, the, the same feels like the same engine as let it die, but in the death, this, this, versus multiplayer type environment, which does not work that well. I don't think you got means to kind of fight, but it, it just, it's something still feels off for me personally. I think when you hit other people, you heal yourself technically, 
I think the healing or health system is voltage or something. And you can, of course, you know, um, uh, bulk up throughout the map by like killing random enemies and stuff like that. But NPCs, um, but yeah, just that that combat was not hitting it for me. It did not feel satisfying or fulfilling, which I think is definitely going to be, which I think is currently the biggest missing component of this game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. This is, this is the beta though. So I'd be obviously not a lot can change and they're definitely, they've uh, instilled that, Hey, please give us feedback when you can, which actually I do need to do um, to give them feedback on thoughts on the game. So this game could totally change around, uh, do a 180 um, before it gets released. I think it's targeted for July. Who knows? It might get pushed back if, you know, there's enough discourse about the game in its current state. So yeah, death verse, let it die. Uh, also played, um, uh, Shenmue three went back to Shenmue three after I like, I've been picking it up and putting it down like in very, um, kind of periodical bursts. Uh, but at least I put a decent chunk of time into it. Uh, at least this past, uh, Memorial weekend. And, um, yeah, it is something about the synergy of, of Shenmue that just feels comfortable and good, you know, which, uh, it, Shenmue just, just is able to hit for me. Um, just the, I guess, um, what is it? The routineness of it. You know, you have a time, you have a time limit to do stuff and, uh, talking to people doing the mini games. I discovered this log split mini game. That's it. Uh, what is it? That's it. Um, fuck. It was like, that's it. <laughs> that's what he said. Fuck shucks. Um, I, yeah. And just, you know, very, you know, Japanese vibes, which I of course appreciate and charms charm me up for sure. So, uh, yeah, trying to figure out the combat. I feel like I'm starting to understand the combat systems more and how you learn the, the certain moves and upgrade it where you have to do the particular combination and things like that, which is starting to get a bit more interesting. So I definitely see myself continuing to play that as well. Also, um, what did I, what did I do? Destiny two freaking random, but I just had this weird random urge. I'm like, ah, let me, I, 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 this whole time Shen, uh, destiny came out. I think I legitimately bought it, uh, but never touched it. Now I was like, you know what? Now it's probably the time they upgraded it for uh current gen consoles. Let me give it a shot. Let me finally give it a try. Like I've, I'd started up briefly, like for like five minutes and give them like, I don't, uh, I don't think now's the time. So played it, uh, played maybe like three, four hours ish. Got like the tutorial down and able to get back or get to the central hub. But I know there's still like, I think more tutorial stuff to do. Um, so that's currently where I'm at. Um, I don't know, man, I, I, at least playing the, this initial start of destiny 
kind of reminded me why I stopped playing destiny altogether. It, it I, is this something about a shooter that's very heavily RNG based specifically in terms of loot and stuff that, uh, I don't know. It's just was not clicking with me the way I wanted it to. But I think a big component of that is that you need to have like a really dedicated group of people to play with consistently. I think to get a full, to get the full enjoyment out of this game, which I don't really have. I don't want to commit to in general, which I think is like just where I've come to the realization where I'm probably at an impasse. A uh, part of me just wanted to play just uh, the crucible, which is the multiplayer mode. But the fact that I have to do so much work to even try to get to that is like, I'm kind of, <clears throat> I'm kind of waning uh, on that in of itself. So I might, I might try to play it to at least get the crucible and see if I can just get some enjoyment that way. Cause I know technically, I know it's not ideal of course, but if you just play crucible, I know you can generally randomly sometimes get like good loot occasionally here and there. You know, obviously I know the best method is of course the uh, cooperative content and stuff like that. So like, I don't know the raids, like playing it, playing a segment for seven, eight hours. Ah, that does not feel appealing to me. Um, I know that I assume that's probably more on the extreme side, but I don't know. It's like the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't want to dedicate that much time. Uh, at least, especially with the potential of loss, uh, at least specifically for raids. So to try to commit to that again. So we'll see more than likely. I'll probably just play enough to just be able to play crucible and see if I'm at least enjoying that. And if not, I'm bounced because now, because they transition and, and uh, detach from Activision that, um, uh, they have this weird structuring of all their DLC now. Well, it feels like, I don't know, but, uh, I know they got rid of some DLC and things like that. So it feels like it's all over the place, but, um, yeah, I was like, let me try this first. And before I even try considering buying the DLC, I'm like very glad I did. Cause I don't know. I need to give it some more time to see if I really want to in some way, try to commit some time to playing this, which I don't, I'm very uncertain about. So with all that being said, uh, that pretty much concludes. Oh my God. What did I do? Pretty much concludes all I've been playing, uh, this week, getting what I've been, uh, what I'm watching. Of course, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, um, I saw all three episodes. I know they premiered with the two episodes and caught this, uh, latest one, uh, last week and man, uh, I'm pretty, pretty intrigued. First two episodes, like, oh, this definitely has a lot of potential, especially with the teaser at the end of the second episode. And then that third episode, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in right now. Um, I guess it's spoilers, but I think it's heavily implied. If you are even a fan of, of star Wars, I think it's pretty much a given, you know, at this point. So I don't really consider it a spoiler, but I guess it's a spoiler baby. But of course, big surprise, you fight a uh, Darth Vader again. 
um, which is pretty cool. It seems like Darth Vader was getting his revenge for obviously with the events that happened in uh, the prequels. So that was pretty cool. You technically they had James Earl Jones, but it was weird. I guess they, which is kind of freaking scary the more you think about it. But apparently they, they use James Earl Jones voice, but from the original, but they use some, uh, I forgot what they called it, but it's essentially like, uh, AI software that basically I think learns the person's voice and technically emulates it to say other stuff. Maybe they haven't said before, which is, (laughs) that is a scary ass precedent, but I digress. Um, so they have that and, uh, it was pretty good. They, they really showed more details about how, like presumably how Darth Vader gets up every day, (laughs) which is kind of pretty cool and something I'd never really thought about, which I thought is, you know, and, you know, thinking of it now, obviously seeing it in action is pretty, pretty dope to get that much more detail in terms of like the pain he has to go through. It's like, damn, man, I know I understand why you evil now. <laughs> you get more. I You can definitely identify more with Darth Vader now for sure. So and then, of course, uh, just some highlights where they showed they got to where uh, Obi Obi-Wan was uh, hiding and then you, of course, using them, them, them tried and true tactics, strangling and, and hurting innocent people, freaking broke a dude's neck and uh, dragging a girl with the forest. It was pretty dope, though. It, he, he a bad. I understand, though. I understand, Vader. I understand. So uh, then they eventually, you know, got had the fight. And then, you know, Darth Vader got his revenge and started burning the dude. And uh, it was pretty good. I thoroughly enjoyed it just to see Darth Vader, you know, again, he's, he's, he's dope. He is, he is a dope ass villain, dope ass villain. Oh, badass. It was a badass scene. It really was. Episode three was pretty great. Very, very much looking forward to where the story is going to go now. So, um, also watched, Love Death Robots Volume Three. So this is a series that's on uh Netflix. That's basically a assortment of various uh um uh one not self-contained stories uh made by various um v- visual effects folks um and is essentially a compilation of all that. A lot of them are pretty damn good too. At least this this volume that came out was a lot of very intriguing stuff. Uh, shouts out to I think it's called it's either Sabario or Sicario, but the freaking visual effects and animation it was crazy. It seems like it was a hybrid of like uh, real life people, but then moments of of surrealness or visual effects, and then they did it so well where it's like, I, I really had a hard time telling which, which was which, but it was, man, that, that episode specifically is like, man, I, I can only imagine if you like high as hell and you watched it, I feel like you would lose your, <laughs> you would lose your mind. Cause it's like the visual, the visuals are just like, I feel take you somewhere else. Even if you already somewhere else from other stuff, which is, uh, crazy. Um, 
I think the one episode called Bad Traveling was a, just a totally like crazy episode. I'm not going to spoil. Uh, there was one including like a bear. I'm, that's all I'm going to say, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, so I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of them. Uh, but those are at least the ones that stood out, at least I recall. So I love this series. Just a lot of just random, just visual effects, creative, uh, self-contained, uh, isolated episodes, which are just a, uh, pre fulfilling, uh, way to congest a lot of stuff. Um, oh yeah, there was this one, this one that gave me heavy, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, house of ashes vibes where they had like real life actors. Like I think they had the one girl from the walking dead, um, something Ramos, Michaela Ramos or something, uh, something Mangelio, the dude that played, uh, Deathstroke and freaking, uh, justice league, I think. Um, so, you know, he had some big hitters in there and man, that was a crazy episode too. Highly recommend it. Definitely not for the faint art in terms of like, you know, gore and stuff like that, but pretty damn good. I think there, you could pretty much get through the whole volume and probably like maybe like the, the length of a, a movie, like maybe an hour or two really. So highly recommend it. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. If you have uh Netflix, um, and of course, of course, Stranger Things season four, volume one. We'll get into that in a bit, but <laughs> Stranger Things season four. Man, this is probably, the, I, in my opinion, I think is the best season of Stranger Things yet, um, which I, I felt kind of surprised by it. But I'm like, I really thoroughly enjoyed this season. I was engaged. I was interested. I was even, I, I binged it flawlessly. I binged it without even thinking about it. That like, I thought I had even more to go. I was like, ah, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to call it night and continue back. And then when I thought like we had more to go and then of course it ended at a volume one. So of course that's my gripe with it. That's probably my biggest gripe actually. So it does. How do I say it? It does end conclusively to an extent, but it definitely still felt somewhat cliffhangery in my opinion. I mean, we only have to technically wait 30 days. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably being dramatic, but, uh, just the, 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 the binge, the bingefulness in me that I'm used to when it comes to Netflix, I feel like, Hey, Hey, what are you doing, man? Give me what I want. Give me what I want. So like, let's say if this, this started like as a seasonal thing that was periodically throughout the week, maybe I'll be fine with, but the fact that they're starting to change that it's kind of what had me feeling some type of way. Not gonna lie. Feeling slighted. Um, which I, I understand to an extent. I think it is considering everything is somewhat of a good, uh, compromise where it's not fully conforming to this traditional TV cadence of, of premiering episodes weekly, but, uh, at least giving you, uh, 30 days to catch up or whatever on the contents of this season and then coming into 
uh, when volume two comes out, which is in, in July. So yeah, but at least from the season itself, awesome season. The pacing was really good. The new characters they brought in were, were they always, yeah, it's like they had, they, they have some, I think the Duffer brothers, the directors, they like have an idea in their head. And then the fact that they're able to just execute it like flawlessly, I, I, I just, the, the, the actor, the actors in the writing, I feel like just bring just that synergy just brings these uh, characters alive that like new characters, mind you. I'm like, man, these are pretty, these are pretty dope new characters. I really dig them. And uh, yeah, man, stranger things, stranger things, pretty, pretty damn good. Ah, and then towards the end, not going to spoil it, but I was not expecting the ending. I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention to that. I was like, Oh, uh, of course, of course, of course, it was pretty good. The ending was pretty good, at least considering that it was volume one, but it was pretty good. I did get a sense of uh, conclusiveness, but I would have, uh, obviously I would have liked to have watched, get the whole season or whatever it is. But you know, of course, Netflix hurting probably. So maybe that's probably what led them to do it. And maybe did somewhat of a last minute. I think they might've announced it, but then I forgot, <laughs> but still I was, but that, I think it's the indicator of how much I was into this, this season was the fact that like, oh man, I, I, I was, I was ready to pull it all lighter, uh, watching on that Friday night. And I'm like, and then it ended. I was like, ah, come on, man. Ah, I, I want to know what happens next. So clearly I think it's a good indicator, indication, uh, of, uh, how good the season is. So, Personally, in my opinion, uh, the best season so far, considering this structure, volume season four, volume one, that still gets me, but I, I, I get it to some extent. At least we got a very good chunk of content. I think the last episode was like literally a movie length and I didn't even, didn't even really, didn't really notice. I was like, damn, this is some good, good, uh, this is some good, uh, good content. So uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Just saying. Um, yeah. And we got the boys coming. Ugh. So it's a good, it's a good period for television or, you know, quote unquote television. So, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, will conclude it for me and that will end uh, episode 156 of switches sites. Um, if you did enjoy the podcast, uh, feel free to, uh, like rate and subscribe on your various podcasts and platforms. Really appreciate that five-star love. If you can do it, I really appreciate it. You can catch me live on Twitch TV slash a switch where I record this and occasionally sometimes play games. Also the archive on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Uh, until next time, y'all, get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Oh, yeah.
Nobody's safe. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it to see if it does it. <laughs> Maybe it don't.